You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? These things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it. Faint vibration. It's alive. At Station Who, a fun mashup exploring over 60 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold on tight. You never know where the crew of the TARDIS is going next. Hey there, Whovians, and welcome to another episode of our Station Who. That's right, we are back, and we've got a good one. We are doing, for the first time on this podcast, we're doing a review of a comic. That's right, we are looking at Once Upon a Time Lord by Dan Slott, Christopher Jones, Matthew Dow, Smith, and Mike Collins. And for those on video, I'm holding up the book right now, so each one of us have the same <laughs> one, so that's pretty awesome. So. There is a alternate cover. I think it's the second printing with uh, who did you say was the cover, Mikey? Uh, Adam Hughes did the um, did the. Oh. It wasn't the second printing, but they did a release for direct markets for comic gotcha. shops, and that uh, was Adam Hughes did the cover for that. Right, because it's a really gorgeous cover. Oh yeah, it's gorgeous. It's with the Doctor and Martha, and it's really, and they're both doing their little heart. Aww. Exactly, <laughs> it's really cute. It's a great, great cover. So. And it's going to be fun to talk about this one. And, you know, we've wanted to talk about different Doctor Who comics over the years. And finally, we're doing it. So <laughs> this is what we get, folks, when we have a lot of time. <laughs> a lot of time. <laughs> so we actually have a couple other Doctor Who comics in mind over the next couple months. And so you'll hear us talk about different things and everything. But let's say hey to this week's crew of course the usuals are here let's welcome mr mike gordon howdy and ms mary ogle hi everybody and it's fantastic to be here that's right folks the countdown to pensacon is on and we are going to be there um that's right we actually have a panel list we actually have you know times and all that kind of stuff so as we always like to say, you know, we're not going to put the times and everything on the podcast. So if you're going to Pensacon in Pensacola, Florida, uh, the crew from Earth Station Who and Earth Station One and, you know, a couple other podcasts are going to be at the con. And we're going to be talking all about Doctor Who. We're going to be talking about Star Wars. We're going to talk about the MCU. We're also going to be talking about podcasting. So we've got quite a few different panels going on. Check our schedule and we'll put stuff online as it goes. And, you know, because like most cons, all schedules are in flux. So, you know, we hopefully will knock on wood be there. But we have uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we are going to be doing panels. So definitely check for it. Check it out, pensacon.com. And, you know, we're going to be enjoying the beach life for a couple of days, which will be wonderful. And sadly enough, Mr. Mike Gordon will not be joining us this year. We're sorry, I'll, Mike. I'll not be there again, but uh, you guys will be running that ESW flag for me. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it sounds like a great show. One of these days, I'm going to get down there. I promise. Exactly. Beware Tiki Bars in Pensacola. Mike Gordon will <laughs> come so exactly. it's that restraining order that Mark Maddox put out on me. I, I, I just can't, you know, it, it won't, it, it won't budge. A lot. 
He won't was budge, it, man. But was it the real Mark Maddox or was it the half Mark <laughs> See, that's what we're trying to figure out. That's what we're trying to figure out. So We may so, never know. Exactly. So it's going to be a ton of fun to talk about this book tonight and definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. Feedback at Earth Station. Who is the best way to get in touch with us? Of course, thank you to all our folks who are listening at home or they're you know, on any of your media players or on YouTube. That's right, folks. We've got a great YouTube channel. So you can check us out and, you know, like and subscribe, as we always like to say. If, you know, you're watching us and enjoying us talking about Doctor Who, you know what? It's going to be a ton of fun, you know, being in video format now. So you get to see these smiley faces. Not just, you know, hear our voices. And I know some people are disappointed when they see the faces. It's like, wow, that's not what I expected. Yeah, that might work against us. <laughs> I remember when I used to work in radio all the time, we used to get that all the time. Wow, you that's not what I thought you looked like. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thanks, you know. It's never, you look better than I thought you were going to look. Oh, it's no, like, you never. Wow. It's never that. It's never that. <laughs> People's imaginations, it's always, you know, that way. That's why Big Finish works so well in everything. And let's jump into Doctor Who news real quick. Speaking of Big Finish, um, we did get some pretty decent Big Finish news over the last couple of weeks. They are doing a 26-part series Ooh. called Dark Gallifrey. We should put an echo effect in for that every time we say <laughs> dark, it. Dark, 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 gally, 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 Exactly, exactly. And um, it's going to feature, you know, a lot of the bad guys of, from Gallifrey and such. It's going to be an interesting storyline that they're doing. I don't know tons about it, but I know Eric Roberts is supposed to be involved with it. And, and they, I they announced that it's going to involve uh, the Masters, meaning uh, Eric Roberts and uh, Missy, uh, so right. uh, Michelle Gomez. Also, uh, Morbius. Mobius? Which one? Yeah, right. Is it is I think one of the, the characters. Of, the brain of Mobius, and Morbius is the vampire. So. Yes, that's right. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember the name of the. There's another. Uh, there's another baddie that's being involved. That's involved too. Is the monk uh, involved? Not that I saw. Um, that, would, that would make sense. I didn't see the meddling monk, which you know I think we all like the chemistry that uh, Missy had with um, uh, I can't remember the name the of the actor now who played yeah. the meddling monk, but uh, yeah. So it's sorry, I'm looking at it right here. It's it's Morbius played by Samuel West, the War Master with Sir Derek Jacoby. Uh, Missy with Michelle Gomez and the master Eric Roberts. So mm. each will take their turn with a, their own three part story with a bunch more to follow. So yeah, this is supposed to spotlight the dark, the dark Lords, the dark time Lords, uh, when time Lords go bad or whatever. So <laughs> starts oh, April, no. 2020, uh, 2024. And it goes until like 2028, I think, or something. It's, it's crazy. It's like four years. Wow. You know, it's interesting because, you know, if they do dark Gallifreyans, that probably means the V word will be coming up. Or uh, the R word. Oh, that's true. Ronnie or the Valyard. So we might get both of them. Possibly. I don't know. They, yeah, they, they haven't really announced anything. I mean, there's there are so many more that they can play with. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I didn't really get a. I don't think they, they said who was writing it or anything like that. So. Um, you know, but it's big finish. 
So, and, you know, I mean, I, I do think that obviously, you know, Sir Derek Jacoby and Michelle Gomez are always worth a listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure uh, our good friend uh, in Australia that uh, covers the master uh, oh, extensively on his podcast. Aaron must be beside himself. Yeah, he <laughs> might, yes. Like this, this seems like it would be almost like his brainchild. Right. It's yeah. like two favorite things, the master. Exactly. The exactly. So we'll have to check in with him to see how, uh, how, how it's going. Cause this is like, this is really, you know, one of those things that I'm like, I don't know if I can get my head around, let alone my wallet around it. Cause it mm-hmm. just seems like it's a big, huge thing of commitment. It is. It is. I, we couldn't commit to the, what, once in future, so. yeah, no, I, I was, was yeah. halfway committed to it. Yeah. So you know, so. oh, we're so going to be running for that twenty-six parter. You know, <laughs> I, I, I probably will have to get the missy ones at least. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I so great. Always like listening to her, but yeah, I mean, and then yeah, you're right, Mike. The big finish also announced what uh, the fugitive doctor is the getting. Stories starting in 2025. Ruth Doctor, it's going yeah. to be open. Yeah, yes, try some of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Um, uh, and uh, and that'll be interesting because I would love to see what kind of Bible, if you will, that they're allowed to use from, pull from. Mm-hmm. Like what we really don't know much about where she fits in and how she fits in and all that sort of thing. So I wonder how big finish is going to use her with, uh, you know, with that sort of limitation. We've already seen um, a comic since we're talking about comics. Hey, Uh, we, she's had her, she's appeared and had a comic um, title series. Um, But I didn't read that. So I don't know how, what the ramifications, what the parameters were of that either. So. No, it's going to be very interesting to see. I'm looking forward to it, but, you know, I hope they're not basing it completely off of anything that Chibnall created. Oh, and that is nine minutes and 52 seconds into the show. Where- <laughs> I I am hoping that that Big Finish can do for Doctor Who, especially the Chibnall era, what Dave Filoni that. has done for the clone era of Star Wars. Hmm. Dave Filoni has made the clone era amazing, like with his work on uh, the series that he's done. And I would hope that I'm, I'm hoping that big finish can kind of do the same thing with the, you know, cause eventually I'm hoping that Jody does big finish and we'll, you know, oh, I like, and we'll, and we'll all be like, Hey, <laughs> Jody's a pretty good doctor. Well, I'm putting stories. Up, yeah. I'm putting it up there the same way they big finish has saved Colin Baker. Exactly. And, you know, yes. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, Colin's the stories Colin has done for Big Finish has actually redeemed his Doctor in a lot of ways. Yeah, and not just and, not just him, but also the Eighth Doctor. You know, I wouldn't say mm-hmm. they saved the Eighth Doctor, but they certainly expanded on it and made the Eighth Doctor much more of a character than we got with just the one movie. Well, you know, the Eighth Doctor was one and done, That's right. and you know, so. They, it was a blank slate to go off of. So I think the big finish stories that he's done have been amazing. And I love that Paul is so willing to do it. All the old doctors are. 
and that's wonderful. So, and, you know, obviously we've heard even going up to Chris Eccleston and David Tennant have, you know, embraced it, which is pretty awesome. And so, you know, eventually, hopefully we'll get Matt Smith and Capaldi and then Jody. So. Uh, Big Finish also announced uh, the uh, their audio drama podcast, Into the TARDIS. That's right. So it'll start next month, I believe. It will be another Doctor Who podcast for us to compete against. So <laughs> there's no competition. Trust me, folks. They're going to blow us out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I, hey, I'm realistic here, folks. I really am. So I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, it stars their first adventure. When the, I mean, I think they're just they're just airing like past adventures that they had. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. or like, yes. uh, like, and they're just doing like parts of them so that people have to buy the rest of them. I mean, they're kind of like, you know, dealers, they're right. Marketing tool. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're giving, I don't you, blame a, them. They're giving you a little oh, taste. No, 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 I don't blame them at all. Yeah. No, I don't blame them for marketing at all. So, but it's not a, it's not a proper podcast. It's just basically, Hey, we're releasing a few chapters of this they're, stuff free. Right. Here, here's the first two. Yeah, so that uh, to get your fix, and then you have to exactly. pay us. Have exactly. To pay us, you know, the big bucks. You'll pay dearly, folks. Trust me. Yeah. So don't listen uh, to it. Listen to us. That's right. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, this is sort of big finish release. It's not a really big finish release either, but um, uh, they also announced, or there was also announced this week, uh, the uh, a project called um, Day of the Daughters that's coming out. Which I've is heard about it. I don't know anything about it. It's a it's a look at um it's a documentary uh by Nicholas Briggs and which he basically interviews and talks to Sadie Miller and Danny and Daisy Ashcroft. Oh, very uh, cool. So it's the daughters of Elizabeth Sladen, who played Mary Jane Smith, and uh Carolyn John, who played Liz Shaw. Right. And uh, it's going to be on DVD, and I think it's available now. So um, it's by the people at Time Travel TV. It's not a it's not a Big Finish proper release, but I think it was done in conjunction with Big Finish because Nicholas Briggs is part of it and all that kind of stuff too. And uh, I think both daughters do um, portray their mother's characters on Big Finish, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So. I think so. I know Liz Sladen's daughter does. Oh yeah, yeah. Sadie sure. Miller, we definitely. Yeah. So we've definitely we've heard a couple with her. So, so. it's just uh, it's kind of just you know how about their mothers and and what it's like you know sort of portraying their their famous mothers and characters and all that kind of stuff. So it right. might be worth a check out, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Don't disagree with that, sir. So I think it's going to be kind of fun, and you know what. It's kind of cool that it's out there right now. Hope everyone who went to Gallifrey out in Los Angeles this past week had a blast. The pictures we saw looked awesome. A lot of great costumes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, it makes me miss going to Doctor Who cons. And, you know, here in the Southeast, there are no more Doctor Who cons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had one down in Tampa. I know we had here in Atlanta, we had Hulanta. And then in... Huntsville, we had, of course, Concaster Burris. Um, and I think there were a few others that have just fallen by the wayside. And, you know, it's not saying that other cons don't have, you know, they do have Doctor Who guests. 
and such. And so it'll be very interesting to see like who Dragon Con, if they're going to get any Doctor Who guests this year. Or if, you know, something like San Diego Comic-Con, if they're going to have the big Doctor Who panel this year. To, that would Shooty, be interesting. That especially would be since, awesome. yeah, especially since Shooty's first season will air before Comic-Con. So mm-hmm. that'll be really yeah. interesting that to see yeah, if and, they do something, uh, you know, to promote it. But Exactly. And it could be a joint venture between, you know, BBC and Disney hosting the panel. So they would definitely fill Hall H without a doubt. So I think that would be pretty awesome. So yeah, I would wait in line to see Shooty. Oh God, yes. (laughs) (laughs) But don't you know? Don't expect to see Ruby Sunday there because she'll already be gone. So probably, I would imagine that if San Diego, if yeah, if it was going to be a Doctor and Companion at San Diego, it would probably be the uh, the new one. Yes. So, but you don't know, don't know. I know who knows. That's what I like to say. Oh, actually, I need to be pointing at my nose. Wrong video. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So I think that could be very interesting, though, to see. All right. Um, let's not even take a break. Let's just jump right into the uh, book review, and we'll just go through. Mm-hmm. So we are talking about the feature product this week. Once Upon a Time Lord by Dan Slott. Awesome, awesome story. Not and, not the first comic we've ever reviewed. No. Sorry, because we did review Star Beast a few months yeah. ago. Beep, well. beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. obviously we did that because we were looking forward to the live action version of Star Beast. Mm-hmm. But this is this is completely done. It, you know, Reading it, I I really thought that it was going to be produced for the it was produced for the 60th anniversary, but this was supposed to come out like two or three years ago. So right. I don't know what the hangup was, whether it was art or what, but in any case, it was delayed until November of last year, which was right around the specials. So it mm-hmm. worked out quite well. Um, but uh, I know that um, the writer Dan Slott has been wanting to work with Doctor Who for a long time. He's a Doctor Who fan. Uh, he's a great comic writer. Oh, yeah. Which uh, is his first yeah. Doctor Who? This is his first Doctor Who, yeah. He's he's written stuff for DC. He's most notably known for writing Spider-Man for Marvel for a long time. Yes. Uh, had a huge run on Spider-Man for a long time. and But he wrote She-Hulk. And a lot of the stuff that he wrote for She-Hulk made, it, made its way to the TV series. Mm-hmm. Between uh, the stuff John Byrne did and the stuff Dan Slott did. Exactly. Yeah, the whole series. Exactly. Um, and uh, he also had an extensive run, eh, pretty extensive run on Silver Surfer. And that run in particular was like the Silver Surfer, who's a cosmic being, had an Earth companion that looked a lot like Clara. <laughs> and it was it was it was very much like Dan going, I'm writing Doctor Who in Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, or not. Yeah, exactly. the stories were very Doctor Who like if you like this work if you like doctor who uh seek out his run on silver surfer because it'll seem very familiar as far as oh yeah i know this format um but yeah i don't i think at the time he didn't know if he would ever be able to write doctor who so that's what he did um he did the silver surfer run and then he got the call i guess made it Mm -hmm. you know so and my understanding is this is is only the this is the first of a few oh really there will be a few more of these 
I hope there are because it was an enjoyable story. It was it was very, you know, sometimes when you read a Doctor Who story in the comics, sometimes it jumps around or it doesn't seem like the characters. This does completely. It fits it. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting how they chose Martha as the storyteller for this. And because, you know, the whole last um, Martha story and when she was a regular companion, she was going around the world telling everybody about the doctor. So this fit perfectly into that and everything. And it was interesting, too, because you had these brand new bad. Well, they're not even really bad guys. They're just aliens who, you know. They are, like, yeah, no, they're bad guys. They are, they're fanboys. I mean, yeah. they're pretty, pretty. They are. Uh, I mean, we're talking, <laughs> we're talking spoilers yeah. here, but they are, they are obnoxious fanboys, is what they are. Yeah, that's true, and they're called the pyromyths. Yeah, it's just like yeah, it's a very Doctor Who name. <laughs> oh, very much so. And we get it was interesting too because during the the tales. We revisit both old series and new series baddies in this, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, that's why I thought it was done for the 60th anniversary because it seems to incorporate a lot of like, you know, things from the whole franchise. I mean, the first two pages, I love the first two pages. The first two pages are the, you know, this, this sort of two page spread of the doctor explaining the pyramids to his companions over the like the whole run of the franchise mm-hmm. panel by panel and uh really really well done each one of the doctors is represented with each one well with a companion uh i did think it was fun that uh colin baker's companion was uh frobisher <laughs> yeah, that was oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his best companion what do you mean come on Exactly. And uh, um, I didn't recognize uh, the eighth Doctor's companion. I didn't either. And they didn't say the name. So I'm not sure which one it was. Yeah. I mean, I've only listened to a few of the eighth Doctor adventures on Big Finish. So I don't know what they look like. (laughs) Yeah. Charlie's the one I know best, but that didn't really seem like Charlie. So I'm not sure. He's had several. Yeah, this person looks like almost like a nun or something. Looked- yeah, it was wearing like some sort of uniform. So mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't recognize her. But I don't. I must admit, I don't know the. Eight, I know there's Eighth Doctor uh, comics as well. So I don't know if she's a character that's pulled from a comic or a Big Finish or where she came from. But um, so I'm kind of intrigued. I mean, sure, there's people out there who are like listening to us or watching us going, like "You dummy, dummy, don't you know that's so and so?" So, but I loved it. It just was a fun way to get rid of all this exposition out, like, and just yeah. like in this two-page spread, which is great artwork by Christopher Jones, uh, not to be confused with Chris Jones from ESO Network, uh, but uh, <laughs> well, the two artists here, we have a Chris Jones and then we have a, a Matt Smith, right? So, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of fun uh, in talking about Doctor Who, especially since, uh, and both of them are great artists. Uh, Chris Jones has done a number of other Doctor Whos for Titan. 
Uh, he did the third doctor, which I, uh, liked a lot. I'd love to review that at some point. That was a great adventure. That was a great comic story. Mm -hmm. And, um, he also did the seventh doctor and, uh, he was just a Gallifrey one. So, uh, he's done other work mostly on, uh, like comic versions of, of cartoon characters like uh, young justice and Batman strikes and all that kind of stuff. And then Matthew Dow Smith has done art for DC and Marvel. He did a crossover called DC day of judgment. And then uh, he did a arc on Sandman mystery theater, but he also did doctor who he worked for IDW uh, in doing the 10th doctor. Uh, so he did the 10th doctor for IDW then. Gotcha. So Matt Smith, the artist has not done Matt Smith, the doctor. <laughs> in comic form. Anyway. <laughs> it's only a matter but, of time. Yeah. Give it time. Yeah. But it was an interesting mix. So you have Chris Jones doing the art of sort of this main storyline with Martha and uh, the doctor and everything. But then as she's telling the stories, all of those, the art chores are done by Matt, Matthew Dow Smith. Okay. So um, I, I don't know. I kind of... You know, if they had had a bigger budget, I kind of would have liked each one of the stories maybe to be done by a different artist, I think. Um, but I at least like the way that they kind of broke it out so that it had a different style and feel to it. So, you, you know, what what was happening in the story as opposed to what was happening, um, you know, with Martha and, and, and telling the stories, if that makes sense. No, totally makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. I, I noticed that, too. I really like that, the way the styles changed for the stories and it and it is great artwork really dynamic lots of fun i i love the way they did the pyramids they were they were great <laughs> yeah, it's it like was... like fiery splotches with teeth <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah I, I it's the one thing i love about the doctor who comics especially when they do creatures and environments and things that or would just be too expensive to do in real life mm -hmm. and the and the pyramids would definitely be pretty like they would be cg and they would be expensive right and they probably just wouldn't work they would just look cheesy but <laughs> probably not but, but they're really fun in comic form they're very annoying they're more of an annoying type monster yeah. very whiny yeah well that's why i you know they're obnoxious fanboys you know they're yeah. like that's not how you tell a story or what are you doing with this like they're constantly like critiquing her as she's telling right. the story and it's like it's like yeah i know i i know that dan slot knows exactly how this feels <laughs> yeah. no, i'm sure i mean um, martha would know how it feels too i mean martha's probably like oh thank you so much for mansplaining my entire story the entire time oh the whole way the the they were like literally but why would they do that? That's the wrong narrative for the story. And it was like, why are you killing off the main character already? And it's just like, <laughs> keep, you know, it's like keep reading. Not the main character, shut yeah. the F up. <laughs> yeah, I, I would totally expect that too. Yeah, Doctor Who fans know. I mean, we know Doctor Who fans that are, that are, that can yes. be like this. So, and maybe even we are, you know, included in that group. No, never. <laughs> We are perfect little angels all the time. I do not know what you're talking about, Mr. Mike. <laughs> he puts on his comic guy voice. <laughs> Worst episode ever. <laughs> I perfectly am taking offense to this that you're saying right now. 
So, yeah, I think it would be interesting, too, because I liked how much history of Doctor Who went into the story, though. It was awesome. Um, I, but I would be afraid that some people who only watch, like, the new series and stuff wouldn't get a lot of the stuff. You know? Oh, no. I don't know. There's a lot more new, so new series references than classic. Well, the whole thing with the mummies and the, you know. I mean, the they wouldn't thing. understand the, the Easter eggs and the references, but I think they would still understand the story. They enough. would still enjoy the story, yeah, and everything. I love how we got a visit back from the werewolf from, yes. Yes. from Tooth and Claw. Yes. From Tooth and Claw was awesome. And yes. he turned out to be the, a good guy and the was on the doctor's side guy. and everything, which is pretty awesome. And it was it was just great. And, you know, get, you got, yeah, we get the tooth and claw. We get the sister, the cat, the kitten sisters, or the cat sisters. Yes. Uh, and then we also get the the spider queen. Yes. yes. All from David's Rudd. Yeah. I had to check mm -hmm. myself, and I'm like, were all these before Martha? I guess they were, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> like I had to remember. I had to like you know see if they, you know, because Martha, yeah, she's the second companion for him, but. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of stuff in before that. No, you, literally, you got the bad guys from Class Reunion, you know, the bat creatures. Oh, right. You got, yes. You also got, um, oh, what was it? Was it the Atraxi or what was it? The, oh, the Sarah. Um, what was it? Because it wasn't the Atraxi, the ones who um, was from Tenet's very first story. Yeah, the 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 yeah the um Cyclops uh, or something like that. Yeah, the the captain. The, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that what they're called? The attraction? I think I, so. Not. Yeah, I can't remember. Don't hold me to that, folks. Don't. Uh, hold me. There's I'm a, sorry, audience. We're old. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of references here. Some of them are only passing references. Some of them are only in like you know the yeah. Ood are in here. The Ood. Uh, you get also the Slovene. You also get. Yeah. Although, of course, you have Santarans, you have Dalek, you have Cybermen. So I mean, it was. They cover a lot of bases. Yep. Oh, they totally do. And it's just like, and those are all, you know, basically bad guys the doctor has offed and everything. And so on the cover, they had Ice Warriors and also um, Yeti, but I didn't, don't remember reading them in the story, but I'm sure yeah. they were in there too. Sure, they're in there. Yeah, maybe they were just in the background somewhere. They're just off off page. Off page. Right there. They're right there. But I love how they even have like the Stargate from Pyramids of Mars in there and everything. And it was just Yeah, the, the Pyramids of Mars references. I mean, Dan was definitely tapping into some like, oh yeah, those those are my favorite stories too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I was really happy to see the Pyramid of Mars reference. I thought, yes, mm -hmm, it was a exactly. place to put that. Oh, and, and you even, but you even got Nazis, which was even better. You got like a, you got right. archaeology in the Nazi with Nazis. It's like you pull from Raiders of Lost Ark a little bit, you know. Like that's pretty cool too. <laughs> mm -hmm. It wasn't so so bad. It it was a good story, and I love how it basically. The doctor was feeding all this to Martha through her phone, so she would know the story. 
Yeah, that that was kind of like that. I was almost disappointed to find out. Like yeah, because was... <laughs> it kind of took away from her agency a bit. Exactly. For, for exactly. Happen, which was but a then, problem, with Martha. But then I was kind of like, this is an early Martha adventure. Um, she hasn't been with the doctor long that we're, we're to guess. I mean, um, so, I mean, she's still wearing that outfit that she's wearing in the first, you know, early in that first season of hers. Mm -hmm. So I oh, did think when I was watching that, I'm like, man, she's being pretty cool, calm and collected about being like separated from the doctor and, and sort of kidnapped this way. So, um, yeah. So it made sense that she had her phone and that we, she was, you know, doing this, but um, it doesn't really take a lot away from her because I was kind of like, how does she know all this stuff about the doctor? And, and she still has to kind of act it what? out. And I mean, it's yes. not like she doesn't, she doesn't have to put any skill into the telling for it to, for them not to guess what's going on. Right. No, so, agree with that completely. <laughs> yeah. And you know what, folks, it's a fun story and it's an easy read. It's very quick. It's a good read. It's it yeah, it is really nice. Um um I, I do like maybe one critique that I have is that, you know, if you can find it <laughs> I hate to say this, but I'm like, it's like eighteen bucks or something like that. I think even, you know, and it's a hardcover and it's a nice edition, but it it's kind of like one of those stories that you can read in like one sitting. So you're it seems like you're paying a lot for not a lot, you know what I mean? Um mm -hmm. but uh, this is the second time I've read it. I read it when it first came out in November. And when I reread it, it didn't seem boring to me at all. It seemed fresh, um, partly because I think Dan's dialogue with Martha and, and the doctor is just so on point. He's He definitely knows those characters really well. And they, they sound like those characters. The 10th Doctor sounds like, I mean, reads like the 10th oh, Doctor. Very much, very much so. You know, they should do an audio version of this. If they awesome. did, that would be awesome. Yes. That would be awesome. Uh, there was some things that I noticed, too, that it were sort of coincidental. But um, Dan pointed these out uh, in a post that he did on Instagram. He said, some of the unintentional wibbly-wobbly moments of my first ever Doctor Who comic. Uh, number one. The four, this is right before it came out right before the 60th anniversary specials. So he said some some weird moments. Uh, the 14th Doctor mentions the name of the comic at the top of the special number one. Special number one starts with David Tennant going, "Once upon a time, Lord," and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, "Whoa, that's weird." Uh, uh, special number two, and the and the comic share a common line of dialogue at which uh, one of the uh, member when somebody says. Uh, I don't think you understand the gravity of the situation. Um, and that's a big thing in the second one. And then uh, also when the uh, when yeah, comic was they being... Didn't, they didn't use Mavity at least. Then it would yes, be really weird. right. <laughs> when the... Uh, <laughs> when the... When Dan was creating and writing this and they submitted it to the BBC, the arc... The, um, not architect, the uh, archaeologist that the doctor teams up with in that little adventure that he has uh, against the Nazis uh, was originally named Ruby. Oh, uh, wow. So oh, wow. the BBC was like, you have to change that. <laughs> <laughs> so she yeah. became Ron. So she became Rana uh, in, in the comics. So they, they had to change that. So 
So just one of those things where it's like they were seem to be on the same wavelength. He was on the same, you know, Dan Slott's on the same wavelength with Russell T. Davies. That's not a bad thing. No. No, exactly. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That, you know, we got that. And it was, it's interesting because it felt like the whole time, like you said, I heard the voices of the characters in my head while I was reading. And that's what you want. And a lot of times, like I've said in the past, when I've read, because I used to collect all the different Titan comics that they did when they were doing the 10th Doctor, the 11th Doctor, and the 12th Doctor, and later the 13th Doctor comics. And that was a lot of comics to get. Yeah, they and, really were putting a bunch out at once. Yeah, mm-hmm. and some of the stories hit really, really well, but then there were others that didn't hit as well. And so it was interesting with it that this hit right off the bat, right from the very first page, and seeing all the different doctors right from the bar, you know, warning the different companions about, you know, you know, if you ever run into these these aliens, you know, this is what you do. And then when they get to the 10th doctor, you know, he's so aged and jaded by that point. <laughs> She's like, she's like, like, yeah, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later about it. I feel it. like I've been telling this thing for telling this to people forever. Right. <laughs> Which is pretty awesome and everything. The only thing I didn't enjoy about this, in all truth, I didn't care for the ninth doctor and rose story in this. What? You didn't know, care for I, a rose story? I'm I know. Shocked. Isn't that shocking? I, I can hardly it, believe it. I know. Isn't it shocking? I mean, to me, that was just kind of a minor little fun filler story. It wasn't. Yeah, it was just like, it was just like, by the time, because I love the the first story. One note, one joke stories. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was sort of like, yeah, it was, it was Dan playing around with the whole TARDIS translation thing. And, and, and really, I think. I think the thing I like about that kind of connects both of these in a way, these stories together in this collection is that the first story is all about stories and storytelling and the power of stories. And the second one is about the power of words. And I I just think that's just really cool in a comic to have, to have both those sort of things that are sort of related. um, um, And, and yet, you know, uh, connected in that way. I just, uh, I like that, that the way that that was portrayed here. No, totally agree with that. I don't disagree. And I liked both stories were entertaining. I will say that, but it was just like the whole thing with the whole trans, the TARDIS translator circuit going and them not being able to understand each other and everything. It was just like, okay. Yeah, I'm over it. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's, well it's, it's, it is a, it's one joke and it, it yeah, wears, over, even, even, even in the short little story, it starts to wear on you. Sure. And it also is another thing that kind of wears on us too is, you know, it's the doctor and Rose. I don't want to say flirting, but they're bantering, the they're bantering back and forth. Cutesy, yeah. like little he, he, he's like. It's like, almost it, more like the 10th doctor than the ninth doctor. Yeah. Exactly. I'm what not I was sure thinking. he got the right personality for the ninth doctor. That could yeah. be right. You could be right about that. 
And actually, because the interaction between Rose and the Ninth Doctor were not was not like that at all. No, I I recently uh, joined um, the Watchathon Wrestling podcast, and we talked about the we reviewed New New Earth, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that was the first you know David and Rose story proper, and it struck me as odd uh, and just amazing, like how weird it is because they are so flirty right from the get-go in that episode and they're so cutesy together and it's just it is kind of off-putting to be honest with you it's just kind of like whoa i don't remember this uh you know before um they're just giggling at each other all the time and snickering at each other when there's massive threats or whatever who's around and it just it is really off-putting and and that you're right that is carried over i think into the the story that dan wrote that second one Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, you know, overall, I do recommend that people read this. I, yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, it just went into a second printing. I'll be curious to see. I think you said that, Mike, but uh, I'd be curious to see whether that's paperback. It might be paperback as opposed to the hardcover that was originally issued in November. Right. So, um, so it'll be a little cheaper and more affordable, I think, for people if it is in paperback. Um, right. But uh, I don't know what cover it's going to have. Um, I don't, uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that, but yeah, if this, this is one of the better, as Mike pointed out, there's a lot of Dr. Who comics out there, even a man Titan just in the last few years that they've had the license has just been throwing everything out there with uh doctor and, and doctor related doctor who related comics. Um, so some of them are much better than others, just sort of like big finish, you know? Um, but I think, um, I think Dan Slott did a really great job. You could tell that he'd been waiting a while to do this. And, uh, I hope he didn't use, I didn't hope he didn't throw everything else, throw everything into this one because I hope there's some more left from him. Right. I hope so. And everything. Yeah. I would but, yeah. love to read more from him. We will have a link up to this in our show notes. So that way you guys can pick it up also, if you want, or, you know, from Amazon or go to your local comic shop, they have it or, you know, they can order it. Yeah, exactly. Cause it's available through Titan. So sorry, through uh diamond and <laughs> Titan diamond, you know, but yeah, it's available through diamond comics. So your mo- most comic shops can definitely order it for you. And everything. And definitely worth checking out. So I think this is going to be a short one for us tonight, you know? Um, you know, we all give it thumbs up, so it's not even worth giving it one out of whatever TARDIS is. So thumbs up for me. Everybody has thumbs up. So, you know, it's cool. All right. I did a little research, and I did get us. We are going to be doing our Earth Station Who panel at Pensacon. Um, for those who want to come to Pensacon, uh, we will be doing Saturday at 6 p.m. We will be doing Earth Station Who. So it is definitely worth for you guys checking out. It is Time and Space Unveiled, the current landscape of Doctor Who in 2024. And it is going to be on the second floor, room four, and of the, you know, I think it's the chapel the you know the church where we were last year yeah, so I think it, is it the right building i think it's called yeah it's called the right building right is in right brothers mm-hmm. exactly i think we'll be mostly throughout the weekend we'll be in that 
Um, we'll be in room four or room two, I think. And then we'll be down in the basement for the final one on yeah, Sunday. We'll be throwing up in the dungeon. So it should be a ton of fun. So definitely, folks, thank you for listening, as always. Uh, we definitely hope to see you guys at Pensacon. And, you know, this is coming out on Friday. So if you're listening, you're already at Pensacon. <laughs> so, so thank you. Thank you everybody and you know what it's always great to be chatting with my two friends here and mr mike we're going to miss you this weekend but thank you for joining us today absolutely as always it's my pleasure anything coming up with the dragon con report uh we are recording the dragon con report next week our second episode of the year so um look for that uh we should be recording it live on tuesday um, and, uh, then it'll be available, you know, for, to watch and to listen to shortly thereafter that. That's going to be the 27th, I think. 27th. Correct. Yes. Of February. So, yeah. you know, some people don't listen to an order, so, you know, it's very Yeah, I get it. I don't blame them. So, so yeah, so definitely, um, check out the Dragon Cotton Report folks and they will be streaming up on YouTube. They will be streaming up on Facebook. So definitely check it out. If you know, Dragon Con's a great, great con. Yeah, we still have any Doctor Who guests announced for Dragon Con yet, though. They haven't made any announcements. They've started doing some of the Artist Alley guests, but I think yes. that is it so far, In- including me. Exactly. Yay. So there you go. And so Mary, definitely be there. Anything you want to promote? No, you can find my artwork at mariogo.com or on Etsy at eVision Arts. Excellent, folks. Well, we'll be back again in two weeks and actually. We're going to be recording our panel from Pensacon. So in two weeks, you'll be able to hear it. And, you know, there'll be our next episode. So sadly enough, folks, uh, those who watch on YouTube, there will not be a video portion of that because, you know, we're not doing a video camera at Pensacon. (laughs) You know, so I don't... We'll be lucky if we can record it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So hopefully we'll be able to do that. It should be a ton of fun. If you've made it this far into the video or the audio, please like and subscribe. We would really appreciate it. It's always a lot of fun talking Doctor Who, and we've got a lot of stuff planned. And if you like us talking about the comics and such, you know, we're going to be doing more. So definitely check that out. We'll also be doing more Big Finish, but we'll also be doing some new and classic series Doctor Who. So coming up before May, you know, we haven't got we haven't gotten an exact date in May yet, have we? No. For the first episode. No, so, they've just said May. So May. So maybe we maybe. will get some <laughs> yeah, we will get some stuff to you. All right, folks. We're out of here. My name is Mike Faber on behalf of myself, Mr. Mike Gordon, and Ms. Mary Ogle. Thank you for listening to Earth Station Who. We can be found wherever fine podcasts are found. If you get a chance, please subscribe to us and also check out our Patreon, check out our YouTube channel, check out our Facebook group. And we also have Instagram now. So we are Woo-hoo. everywhere. So, you know, I think we're getting out there, folks. And as always, thank you. Thank you for everything you guys do for us. We do appreciate you. Until next time, ciao. And what, as the 10th Doctor likes to go, hello and see, folks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I don't, don't want to go. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from throughout space and time. 
All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individuals and are to be used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our show wherever fine podcasts are found or check out our website, earthstationwho.com. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook or Instagram. And if you enjoyed the show, please write to us at feedback at earthstationwho.com. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you on the next journey of Earth Station Who. The Epsilon 3 is a dream-given forum. It's a home away from home for three guys to watch a 90s sci-fi classic TV show. Three guys with microphones over 3,249 miles apart, all alone in the night. The year is 2262. The place, Babylon 5. The podcast, The Epsilon 3. On the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.